Hey guys, my name is CJ Finley, and this is a Thrive On podcast. I started a brand called Thrive On Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. So if you have a new idea, project that you're working on, or business that you're trying to get started and you're feeling a little bit stuck, I'd love to help you or connect you with somebody that can. I'm fired up. It's Sunday night, about 9.10, 9.15 here in Austin, Texas. My wife and I, Erin, just got back from Michelob Ultra Movement Weekend. And it was almost a weekend that was too good to be true. And going back six months ago when kind of, not six months ago, three months ago, just about in June, when I got invited to this event, I almost thought it was good, too good to be true. Um, and one of my biggest takeaways was I need to be more disciplined in focusing on what I actually love to do rather than helping other people focus on what they love to do and move my needle a little bit forward in all my passions and what I wanna do and spend my time doing. So let's kick it off. I have my wife, Erin, on tonight, and I'd love to ask her the question of what her biggest takeaways were and what was she expecting from the weekend? Because I kind of think we both weren't really expecting much, but I'd love to hear her mindset and her thoughts on it. Yeah, so as, as CJ already said, I mean, I'm still on an inspiration high. It's 9.15 on a Sunday. I taught today. I have a big week of work ahead of me, and all I want to do is sit here and just talk about all the things from this weekend and all the inspiration I'm feeling. So to give you a little background, I had originally planned to attend this event, and I was planning to take a half day from my full-time job and if anyone knows me, they know this is probably a big deal because <laughs> I'm not somebody that takes off work just whenever. I uh, am three months into this new full-time job and to me it was a little scary to already be requesting time off and, and that is a red flag in my mind as I say it out loud because it leads me to one of the takeaways I have. But first, I just wanted to give some backstory. No, we, we got to give backstory to this because like, I am, I am. you so made us late and it was frustrating. Exactly. So I wanted to set the stage here, level set everyone, that I set a half day for last Friday when the event was supposed to start. Well, it actually did start on Friday. The check-in was at four. It was in Austin, but CJ asked that I take a half day so we could get there on time. I put in my half day, but as my work day started rolling, I started to feel like I could not leave my job. So I ended up actually getting home. I was supposed to leave work at 1. I didn't get home until around 3, 3.30. And let me just tell you, CJ was not a happy husband that day. He was very upset with me that I did not you know, stick to my word and take this half day as I said I would, leaving around 12.30, 1 o'clock to get there on time. So already we're a little bit late getting there to the weekend. And I'm my expectations, he asked what my expectations were, they were not anything near what, what this event turned out to be for me. I, to be completely honest, I thought, and Michelob Ultra is a beer brand, right? So I thought, I don't even drink beer, I'm gluten free. Like why am I going to this wellness event by Michelob Ultra? Like I'm here to support you as your wife and yeah, I'm in wellness and I don't really get why they're doing a wellness I, and fitness event. But that was, my, that was my thoughts in my head. So I'm like, I'm gonna make the best of it, but I'm still confused here. But there was another part of me that, so while I was in business school, I worked on a project where we actually helped 
uh, beer brand with this activation idea around millennials and reaching millennials in the wellness space. And so I was like, part of me was curious to just see what this was all about because I'm like, we worked on this as a group project and I kind of want to see these brands come to life. and. The marketing mind that I have, I'm just like, let's see, let's see how it goes. So we get there at like. What I want I want to shift this a little bit. So All I right. asked your takeaways, but I think we can get that into a little bit. Yeah, you, I haven't you even just, gotten there yet. Yeah, I have many. <laughs> yeah, you. But you just led me to something where it's like, in our relationship, I'm super optimistic and I'm super into the big picture. And Aaron sits, and it's it's. To a fault, each of us, like we're trying to figure out my, my strength is big picture, but it's also my weakness. And a lot of times your biggest strengths are also can be a weakness. And for her, it's living in her feelings in the immediate moment and not seeing the bigger picture. So while when we were event, invited to this event, I had already looked at who was attending, who was going to be there, what the schedule was, all these different things. So I, I was didn't look highly at any of that. Yeah, I mean, you didn't look <laughs> at any of it, but also that led me to be highly optimistic. I'm always right. highly optimistic because I feel like we're going to bring the energy. I'm going to connect with people regardless of if it's a great event or it's just mediocre. Like I'm going to make the best of it, right. and I think that's where for you. You're so focused on the nitty gritty and the here and the now, you didn't even do your due diligence to like see what this event was gonna be about or who was actually gonna be there. So my thought process was, this is Michelob Ultra, um, it's beer, but I also know that if it's a health and wellness event, they're directly targeting, it's a huge community of people that have huge communities. People drink, like that just is what it is. Mm -hmm. And we're a community that gets asked, hey, can I drink to be fit? Like, should I not go to the bar? Should I? cut back on whatever and it's like a very touchy subject so I think they're trying to do more lifestyle activations where they're trying to make it known that it's okay to have a couple of drinks and have a fun time but you can also be fit and work out and do these exactly, other things exactly. but for you and I like going into that weekend I was extremely frustrated because we were technically on time because it didn't start like technically until five or six o'clock and we rolled up at 4.30. But I wanted to be there early because they were doing early workouts and I know that when you have events, the prime time is to talk to people is right when you get there, when they're setting up and meeting people and right when you're leaving. And like those are the prime times where I wanna talk and meet people and be relaxed going into it rather than rolling up a little bit late and being a little bit stressed out when you first get there. Putting your bags down when you should be at dinner and just things that I didn't want to miss right. but fortunately we got there on time and I'll let you dig a little bit in into like as soon as we roll up like Aaron's like and this is the crazy difference is just like in her mentality is 30 minutes beforehand she's really really stressed and then we get there and she walks up and there's music bumping and a workout going and there's 50 people in this workout and she immediately sees like holy shit if I would have just been on time, like we would be at that workout right now. So I want you to like go through like, so what is your thought process? I think it was a learning lesson. It was a learning lesson in my head. And it's not that I was wishing that I was there earlier. It was more that I was upset with myself for being so caught up in my work that I couldn't take a second or an hour even to do something for myself. And that was that actually leads me to one of my biggest takeaways from the weekend in entirety, which is that it, I think what they're trying to get across as a brand is that we're 
so many people in our generation are fortunate to live these lifestyles that we can literally create anything, do whatever we want with our lives, and that's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a great thing because it's unlimited opportunity. We have unlimited potential today. It's a bad thing because we work so hard we don't know how to stop working. And there's people, we see that there's unlimited potential, so we're like, we gotta keep working hard, we gotta keep working hard, and people don't know how to take a break. And so this weekend, I think, was an eye-opening situation for a lot of people to say, like, well, look, we can all keep working hard, but it's just as important to take that step back and say, like, I need to take a break, breathe, and realize that I'm doing fine, and I need to look back at where I was before, realize how far I've come. Yes, there's always going to be room. There's always more to come. There's always more to get out of life. But you can't get there if you don't ever take a deep breath, and say, you know what, I'm gonna do a little bit of something for me. Whether that's med meditation, whether it's leaving work early on a day when you have another commitment that might not be directly related to your job. Maybe it's doing something for your kids or your spouse or your friend. Maybe it's you know, going to a dinner that you don't necessarily wanna leave your job to go to, but you know that it will make someone feel better. It's saying yes to the things that in your mind you initially want to say no to because you are prioritizing certain things but I think it's really important for us all to realize what we're prioritizing and be able to make those shifts in life um, and realize and I say this a lot but our, it's okay if your priorities change through your life as you move through different phases and as you experience different things and realize what you actually want from your life I think we should all be constantly reevaluating what that is and just because you said something two years ago about what you wanted out of life and you set priorities a certain way doesn't mean you can't freaking change them when you think about it well, again today. I mean, the people that change faster actually find more joy and happiness in life because it's the person that is able to say, you know what, this is not for me, quicker, mm -hmm. that doesn't get stuck in quicksand. And that's, yeah. that's a lesson that I've had to learn. And as I was talking to people throughout this weekend, the biggest takeaway from a lot of people was like, holy shit, I actually get to take a workout for one. So the people there were all in the health and wellness industry. They all have fitness brands or nutrition brands um, or in the industry in some capacity. And a lot of them like don't have time. And even like me, like we've been saying we haven't really been focused on our own goals because we're focused on these like higher overarching goals. And that was one of my biggest takeaways was like, holy shit, like I haven't played a sport like in competitive sport. Yeah, I, felt, I haven't in, danced. Yeah, I like, haven't smiled so much dancing. And I realized just by looking at my freaking video that, man, I really need to freaking dance more because that makes me... Or create it. So exactly. one of the things is just like, especially for your case, like there's not this... Shout out to Jenny from Dance <laughs> yeah. House in Houston. Get your ass out here in Austin because my wife needs you. But um, it, it, there's no outlet here. So maybe you create it on your own or whatever it may be. And then the same thing for me is like the competitive nature of... I'm not, I haven't been in an atmosphere where I get to ex, like, be creative on the field with that competitiveness. I've just locked myself behind business and everything I'm doing to strive to the next level and help other people get to the next level. And one of the, the hardest things for me to do is to dial into what is it that CJ wants to do because I'm so much thinking about like all these other people doing things and how can I help them level up because if they level up I feel like I level up at some capacity but for me now I think the biggest takeaway would be that I don't even care about leveling up 
on some ultimate goal anymore. It's more about like, when I wake up tomorrow, what are some of the things that I wanna achieve? And that's like learning how to play guitar, playing a sport again, or being in some sports league, skateboarding a little bit more, doing a podcast on a Sunday night just for fun, but not for any other reason, and just like doing those things. So one of the things I wanna get into is just like the layout of the weekend, because... I think, but let me just cut you off for a second, because I think what you're saying is, and this is what Thrive on Life is built around. It's literally built around people doing more of what they enjoy and thriving in life because they're doing that. So if you're not doing that, I mean, that's... You have, I think the biggest message that you try to articulate with the brand is that in order to thrive on life, in life, through life, you need to be filling your life with the things that you enjoy. And part of what the brand's mission is, is to showcase people that are thriving by doing things they enjoy, which are completely different. Everyone has a different story, everyone has different hobbies, different passions, different goals, and I think what we're getting but at I'm is falling that into the trap. Well, what if you're not doing the things that you love, then you can't fully live a thriving life. That's I think Yeah, what, I mean I agree and that's it, it happens to everyone. I teach people how not to get stuck in the business and I'm getting stuck in the business right. of helping other people thrive and not fully focusing on what it is that I want to do. And a lot of it again, the time in our life where we're really pushing the limit of some of the things that we're doing because we know in three, four, five years, we quote unquote want to settle down a little bit. Um, and that's where in my head I get stuck into like, I got to help all these other people so that my business grows um, without really realizing like, holy shit, like a year goes by and I haven't done anything that like have been on my personal goals. I've just been like my fitness. I, I think just- you have. I think No, 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 because like my, my, my fitness- stays at the same level. I, I work out just to maintain. I don't work out to push for any PR. I don't skateboard enough. I don't do any creative things enough. Now, again, I think there is a fine line. Like I still do a lot for, for me, the dr flying drones and stuff like that. But it's was eye-opening this weekend to see how many people there that have really, like if we looked at them, we're like, oh my God, they're living what they're meant to do. Mm -hmm. The number one thing that I learned from them was that they're just saying no to a lot more than I'm saying no to. Yeah. But, and and I think, and we've talked about this a little bit when we were there and you said that they surround themselves with the people that are supportive of their journey and really get the lifestyle they're trying to achieve. And I think we all agree, especially in entrepreneurial lifestyle, that you gotta surround yourself by other founders, by other people that get what the lifestyle entails. But I think that there's so much value you can get from surrounding yourself with people that don't get it and people that don't believe in it or people that don't. I mean, I don't think, I don't believe in saying no to everything that doesn't align because some of those things we that Give an think, example so that somebody that's listening can understand. So, say for example... Because I'm going to challenge you on this. <laughs> I, I guess, for example, like you brought up that you're going to say no to the dinner, or just like a dinner or something out, which is an hour of your time. Or dinner something. out where? In Austin. Like, if somebody invites you to a dinner and... No, like one of my, one of my big complaints that as we get older is everyone has a fucking birthday dinner. Like... 
like why do you have to and it's it's not a problem but it's what do i say no and yes to when it's just like these things don't really align with what i believe in it's just like if i'm gonna have an event and i'm gonna have people over it's more of like hey come if you can if you can't no worries like i'll catch you whenever right but i think a lot of people have expectations of different things and like i'm not going to appease to those expectations anymore I, I, that's what i'm saying i get what you're saying um, I just think that it can be a really lonely life if you only surround yourself with the things that are directly in line with what you think your mission is. Why? Because I'm going to be surrounded by other people that love what I'm doing. That's how I got. That's how we even got here. That's how like you love. If we went to a fitness weekend, a health and wellness weekend, and I, no, I'm not saying you shouldn't. You didn't love yourself. it. I, so I think you're just misunderstanding what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you shouldn't continue to surround yourself with people that get it. That's 100% true. I'm saying that I don't think it hurts every now and then to say yes to something that you would normally say no to, like me and this weekend, for example. But, okay, so now it's you're taking it out of context. No, I, I didn't say every single thing. Like, you think I'm that disciplined? Like, I don't have that. There's no way in hell I'm ever going to have that much discipline. But from moving forward... As Aaron right now is like giving me the death stare, literally, as I move forward, I'm saying I'm going to flip the script where I've been 50-50. I really need to be 80-20. Like that's really where it needs to go. For where I want to get in my life, I have to say no to a lot of the things that I'm doing just to be nice. But like if I really want to impact this world in the way that I want to be, it's not about being nice or being whatever. It's about perfecting my craft and then bringing that to the world. And then the 20% of the time where it's like, you know what, this week is a little bit slower and I can go to these other things, go for it. But I can't be doing it week in, week out, day after day Agreed. for the rest of my life. Like it's gotta change because you and our future kids and everything, like my family, that means way more to me than anything else. So you can't, as we grow, how do you expect, like we're only gonna meet more people. Mm -hmm. So how, can you plan to to appease everybody? You can't. Oh, it's no, just impossible. I, I don't think so can. moving forward with this conversation, the way that the, the weekend was kind of set up was you get there, you get on site, they introduce everybody, you have a dinner, and then the next day you kind of get to choose what you want to do. So I want to ask you, like, how did you go about choosing? because this can relate to a lot of people like when you have a weekend and it's just so much going on how do you choose what you're going to do because that's just like life like how did you choose what saturday all day there's seven different events going on at one what does aaron choose i, I guess to elaborate a little bit more on what the choices were so there were Fitness activities, meaning group workouts led by some of the top trainers in the U.S. Um, there were talks and sessions around relationships, food, nutrition, wellness, personal branding. A lot of stuff that everyone at the event would appreciate and get value from so all of us there I mean every event was tailored to the people there for sure they did a great job with that but to choose my schedule I really was like what do I think I want to learn 
what do I want to experience? I want to make myself feel a little bit uncomfortable. I want to learn something new. I want to meet certain people. Um, so I picked the dance workout in the morning. It was 7.30 a.m. And I was like, I, I recognize Dance House Fitness. I used to go there when I lived in Houston and I've been craving that type of experience here now that I've been in Austin for a while. And I was so excited to get to do it again. Um, and that ended up being an awesome, it was such a fun event, such a good thing. And it, I'm so glad I did that early in the morning because it reminded me of how much I need to keep doing that type of thing. I need to keep dancing. I need to just filling my time every now and then with the type of stuff that makes me feel like I did before I had any other responsibilities in life. I grew up dancing. Like that's that defined me for a while. And what is Dance House Fitness? Like what oh, what well, is that? Dance House Fitness was a concept in Houston that Jenny Sanchez started and it's basically just a place it's a studio where they hold dance classes and other fitness classes but what I love so much about it was that it welcomed all different people so you didn't have to have a dance background but if you did it was especially great because I think all of us former dancers uh, realize that there's this missing there's a missing opportunity <laughs> except I guess if you maybe live in New York City where if you used to dance and that's all you knew growing up suddenly when you phase out of that dance world in college and whenever and you enter your adult life there's really no middle ground of I still want to hang on to this piece of me but I, I'm not a pro <laughs> and I'm not going to do this competitively anymore and I don't have 50 hours a week to devote to it but I still want to let loose, I still want to feel the creativity of choreography and the, the outlet that it gave me. So that's, that's what I felt with it and that's what I felt this weekend and that was great. I also went to a couple talks, um, one of them was on Genius Foods. Um, Max has a podcast and he wrote a book called Genius Foods around, he, I met him at the dinner the night before. Uh, then we went to Ron Everline's keynote talk where uh, I feel that was the most inspiring of the entire weekend for me. Why? Um, he is one of the realest, I want to say, people. Uh, I think that he's gotten where he's gotten because of who he is and how he's stayed true to his true self. He's not deviated. But you have to give examples. So, like, you, you got to remember that everyone listening, like, Staying true to their true self. Like, that sounds great, but what does that even mean? Give an example of, like, how he represented that and how other people can represent that. I think in society, as we strive for different things, it's easy to lose sight of what you're doing and why you're doing it. And a lot of times that can allow... I, I think there's a difference between changing and staying true to who, you're, who you are. Like, I think it's okay to change what you believe in, what you want out of your life, but I think at our core, we have our own core values and morals, and it is imperative to stay true to that throughout your entire life. As how did he, how so did he, he represent so that? So he represented that, I mean, but he shared part of his story, which was just how, you know, he, kept following what he knew he was good at. He kept giving constantly because that's all he cared. All he really cared about was impacting others. 
and he knew that no matter how low he felt in his life and he lived out of his car and he had he was broke um, he knew that if he kept giving and showing up for others he would work his way out of that situation and he even like on stage he was cursing and he's like some people aren't gonna like me I'm gonna be myself I'm gonna roast you um, and I, I, it reminded me a lot of you and what you say because you can be really passionate and aggressive when you talk about certain things and there's a part of me that gets a little tense in those situations because I'm like ah you might be rubbing someone the wrong way and your attitude about that is that you're always like well if I do I do and that's kind of what he said he's like if somebody doesn't like me they don't like me but I'm helping people and I'm not gonna change for the people that don't like it and so I think that that's a lot. There's a lot of value in that, and just but how do I please everyone in the room? But the the reason that he's like that and I'm like that is because how do I get better if I just shut the fuck up? If I hold in everything that I have to say or that I want to do, I can't get sharper because if I say something and it makes someone upset, rebuttal me. That's it. Change my mind. Make me grow. But if I hold it in and I'm then I'm not my true self. If I hold that in and I feel like. A lot of times, like you, you have so much power. I just, we had Aaron teaches True Fusion, Hot Pilates, Sunday, 4 p.m., come to it. It's one of the hardest classes you'll ever take. But she has so much power in her voice, and I keep wanting her to, to speak her opinion. And the real reason is because that's the way you get better. That's the way that you get confidence is because you speak your mind. And if someone has a problem with it, and they bring bring you to a point where you're like, you know what? I'm gonna consider what they think, right? Like, there's a difference though between like, because he's he speaks the truth and he's true to himself, but he's not disrespectful to anybody. Like, he's not like, at any point did I not see that. Like, I don't know who he is behind closed doors, right? Just like we don't know who anybody is behind closed doors. But that's where I think there's a fine line of how how do you speak more of your mind and what you want to do without having that fear like what causes that within you to even think like yeah i recognize in myself and that i have always had this fear of being misinterpreted or misunderstood or that i would hurt someone let's say you are misunderstood though what happens right so what i'm getting at is that i've held in a lot of feelings a lot of opinions a lot of speaking up because one I didn't want what I was saying to be taken the wrong way or wrong or whatever and to your point as I go through that and I recognize that and I'm more self-aware of this fault I realize that so what if I speak up at a time when maybe I should have just been quiet then I'll learn better for the next time or if I am misinterpreted and someone confronts me about it then I can clarify or if I'm misinterpreted and I'm never confronted about it I'll never know so why why am I wasting my energy and thoughts worrying about that when so much more could be connected so much more could be learned about me so much so much could happen if sometimes I just say what I'm thinking and and one of my one, I guess one of the most frustrating things is when I realize after the fact that I should have said something or 
I should have gone over to that person and connected with them or I should have, I don't know, I, I hold myself back a lot and I'm getting better at it, but I think a lot of people can relate to that, right? Because we feel like, well, who are we to, to do this? Or should I, do I really deserve to speak up right now? And it's like, absolutely. Like we all have a voice. We all deserve Well, to he said, up. what did but he I say think, exactly that relates to this? I don't know. If you're in the room, you deserve to be in the room. Like, and that's, it doesn't, it didn't just apply. So like Ron was talking about, he was in the room with Phil Knight of Nike. He got to this point where he used to live in a car and then he gets into this room with Phil Knight, right? And he was enamored by being in this room. But then he realized like, holy shit, I'm in this room because I deserve to be in this room. And he yeah, told and the entire audience. And that's what I would tell you is like, I would rather apologize for upsetting somebody and then saying, look, I'll make it up to you. I'll buy you dinner. I'll do that, whatever, right? Than to have literally held in a belief or a thought. Well, I think a lot of it, and I, and I plan to, I thoroughly plan to do more on this topic because I feel this at my job a lot. I feel as a minority in my workplace, it takes a lot for me to actually prove my knowledge and and but why do you work. have to prove not prove but i want to say like validate i you don't have to but uh, you don't i don't but I i'm don't digging think, into so other i don't people think can you under really really understand what i'm getting at but i think a lot of people that may be listening probably do understand um a lot of times when you are in a room and you feel like you have to prove yourself like but where does that stem from? That's what that's where I'm trying to go, trying to dig into a little bit. Like, where does that feeling of having to prove yourself stem from? Because we were, we were literally just in a resort, all expenses paid for a weekend. Everyone flies in from LA, New York, all over the freaking world. Like, and I didn't see you have to prove yourself one time. Like, you never had that feeling. But in certain areas of your life, you feel like you have to prove. Where does that stem from? I think it's from the energy in the room. I think it's from, yeah, I, I think it's truly that. And I think that a lot of it is internal too, but there were times this weekend where I was like, why am I here? What did I do? But then that was another big takeaway. It's what you said. If you're there, you deserve to be there. And I think even though we can all say that, we all have to train ourselves to feel that because nobody, and I mean, I don't really want to be around anybody that walks around like, I deserve to be everywhere, I'm the best. Like, I, I don't really want to be that person. So yes, I think that it's important that we all remember that the imposter syndrome is real and we have to brush it off and keep going. But I think that there's value in feeling like you never want to be the smartest person in the room. You never want to feel like everyone's there for you because they're not. You're, they're never there for you. You're there to just provide something, give something to others, and that's the way I view it. So I, yes, at times I have to work on my self-confidence, just as many people do, but um, I think I don't ever want to get to a point where I feel so overly confident that life doesn't scare me anymore. But I think, like, the, there's a line where why do you have to be one or the other? Why do you have to be overconfident or cocky or then not confident? You don't. Like, where, where is that happy medium for you? I don't know. I think I'm still finding that. And I think it's a good observation from you that in certain environments, I don't feel that fear in the same way. I don't want to call it fear because I'm not literally like in fear in, 
all the time. I just think in certain situations I can tell, I can recognize internally that I'm like, ooh, like I need to, I better shut up until I actually, like there, there are times when we all need to think before we speak, absolutely. But we shouldn't, you know, go through an entire meeting without saying a word just because we're so scared that what comes out of our mouth isn't gonna be what the investor, they're gonna be like, oh, who's that girl? Like, that's happened to me. I literally was sitting through a meeting and I was like, this guy's a managing partner at a venture firm and I, I, what am I gonna say? He's probably like, what does she have to say? But I had every right to say something because I had a question. And I realized after the fact that I probably should have asked. But this is, this is where we differ because if I say something and that guy's an asshole, fuck that guy. I don't want to be around him. And then I go somewhere else. Like that's where like I don't understand and I'm trying better to understand where that comes from. Yeah, because and like, I wish I knew. And I think that you have this, I guess, personality trait where you're well suited for the entrepreneurial space where you have to have that ability. You have to have that filter where it's like, you know what, like you don't even think twice. Whereas I have a lot more work to do in this regard where it's like nobody, I, I shouldn't be putting people on pedestals and I do. Uh, so I think that's but it's, a big it's difference not, between you and I. What I wanna go into is it's not you. It's the structure we were built into. Like right. when we were kids, you're, you're taught to look up at the but teacher and raise your hand. I and guess then I'll, let, me, let me keep going. Like when you, you're taught from age five, you get in a classroom and you raise your hand and if you're wrong, everyone looks at you like you're an idiot. That's not how we should be teaching kids because if one, I have an advantage. Like I'm not, I'm very, very self-aware. I'm a white male. I raise my hand and get something wrong. It is what it is. We make jokes about it, whatever. But if you're in any type of minority and if you're a girl in STEM like you are, that's a minority and you raise your hand and you get something wrong, you're looked down upon. You're like, oh, you're just that girl, you're not that smart. And that's one thing that I'm trying to change in the world because like, again, I am self-aware, I have the power to get the power to change the way that we're doing things. And that's one of the reasons that I work so hard and that's one of the things that I think if you could empower yourself to then empower other women like we talk about, like that is your outlet to changing things. Like the power is in the masses. So how do we get people, because it's not, it's not Aaron, and that's really why I'm grilling you the past 10 minutes, is it's not you, it's the society and the structure that we've just lived through, where I've lived a completely different life as, if we, were really switch, if we were to switch really roles, we would be, you would be me and I would be you. Right. And that would be a lot of people, but it needs to change. And that's one thing that this weekend showed me was that there was 300 people from across the world, like all trying to spread the same freaking change. And that was so cool for me to see because I'm like, I don't care where I'm at, where I've been, where I'm going. Like it just gave me confidence and clarity that there are other people on that mission with me because sometimes it's very lonely. Again, like going back to the whole thrive and dialing into myself, it's, it's lonely as hell. So, I wouldn't take, I think giving yourself a little bit of ease because you're just a product, we're just products of our environment. And my environment growing up was much different than you because again, if I get something wrong, if whatever, I could just be like, fuck you, I don't care, I'm gonna go get a job somewhere else. 
But as a girl, you're, you're battling an uphill climb of always being judged, always being this. But I think you're at a point in your life, and this weekend should show you, that there's so many times in my life, like I've known Aaron since we were 10 years old, where I was like, holy shit, I wish I was as good in you in X, Y, Z. Well, like, I, I'm not. I, I think this is, it all kind of, like fitness has been such a, I don't want to call it a saving grace, but like it's related to my life in its entirety in so many ways. Um, because it's allowed me to step into who I am and just be okay with it. Um, I am someone that pushes my limits all the time. Like, I think I equate this judgment. It's like, so I'm a small girl with a lot of fucking muscle. <laughs> like, I and I, and I used love it. to be. No, I used to be really like, oh my god, I need to change. I I need to figure out how to get rid of this mut. Like. This is, it sounds crazy saying it out loud, but I know that there are women out there that can understand this. It's crazy. It's a bad situation, but I'd be like, I don't, I don't, why? Like I need to be, you know, super small and like not muscular because who knows why. And um, now that I'm kind of stepping into who I really am, like this is my natural body. Like I, I work really hard and I'm disciplined when it comes to fitness and stuff, but I'm not trying to be this must. Like, I'm just like, I'm embracing it. And I'm embracing the fact that I'm a woman, I'm an engineer, and I'm And you got fucking very, muscles. And I'm a very male dom- in a very male-dominated space every day in my normal nine-to-five job. But in, I think what I want to get across to more women is that, like, we need to stop putting ourselves in these boxes. And... I've struggled, not struggled, I don't, I literally haven't struggled, but I've been questioned so many times by like, oh, well. But you have struggled internally. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, I don't consider my life has been a struggle. Like I, I think I have a fortunate life and I'm in a good place This is a great, this is a great point because you can have it all, but be struggling more than someone that's living in a car and that's joyful. Like that's, that's really where I'm trying to go and get you to see and get the world to see is that it does not matter. Whatever, wherever you live, whatever you do, it's internally that battle. And that's where, how do you flip it to, I'm joyful no matter what. I don't have that internal struggle. And that's where, again, we're a product of our society is like, I might've had external struggles. Like I've slept in cockroach infested houses in Camden, New Jersey, and like paid a hundred dollars for my rent just to sleep on a couch versus where you were at UPenn, like that external struggle might be a little bit different, but internally, like I was happy. I just like, was like, you know what? I'm just doing my thing, doing whatever, right? So what, what can you do, I guess, moving from this weekend to help with that internal struggle that you're feeling? Because you, you need to validate, I think this is a good point where it's like maybe because you haven't had necessarily external struggle or this crazy story like everyone has a story I mean, I've had struggle I, I think it's just to get to your point of what am I going to do to keep feeling like I'm on the right path for myself is literally just following the things that I know I'm one that I I feel like are natural to what I enjoy and that like if I have unlimited time and space to do something, 
and I think about certain activities that I want to do, usually it's something fitness related or <laughs> coffee, food. <laughs> yeah, or learning something crazy. I don't know. Like I love having intellectual conversations. Like I need to keep following that and I think that my advice to anybody else is like make know what those things are. Like I think that many people just get stuck in a career path or a part of your life where you're not really questioning like maybe you're going to your job and you're coming home every day and putting on Netflix and falling asleep at 9 p.m. and then waking up and doing it all again the next day it's like what kind of life like be self-aware enough to ask yourself what kind of life am I living and is this me um, I'm not saying that doing those that is not okay for a certain period of time but we have literally all I want to spread to people is that we have one life I unfortunately was reminded of this five years ago, a little over five years ago, when I lost my dad really unexpectedly, someone really close to me. And while that was a really unfortunate event, it has made me rethink my entire life almost every day. And that's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing in that I'm awake, I'm constantly evaluating, you know, is my time best spent the way I'm spending it right now? Am I hanging around the people I should be? Am I doing the activities I want to do that I actually enjoy? But it's a curse because I can't stop thinking about that stuff. <laughs> I'm constantly evaluating and sometimes I would just want to be like, man, I wish I never thought about this because maybe I'd be a lot more, you know, be able to relax a little bit more. So I think there is a happy medium. I'm working on finding that, but I do believe that it's my mission and it is something I really want out of my life is to help other people realize how to live their life to their fullest potential. While I'm doing that, I hope to encourage other people to do the same way. And that takes talking like this. That takes bringing people together around these types of conversations and encouraging more people to do the things that they enjoy and not get stuck in these rut routines of not questioning. So encapsulating all of that, you talked a little bit, we got, you got halfway through the day on Saturday where Ron was, Ron was speaking. Pretty much the rest of the day was spent hanging out. We go to dinner. And then we wake up today, relax, connect a little bit more, and then get out of there. And the cool thing was, whereas mo most people might be relaxing, and then it's Sunday doing their normal routine, our routine went right into you go teach. So you come home, I'm working right back on the laptop, and I love capturing things on GoPros and drones and just capturing experiences is something that I've learned is one of my passions and I'm striving every day to get better at it because I love telling stories and I love hearing other people's stories and then on the other end of it you were programming your class and then you roll right into it, it it's almost serendipitous that you roll right into the biggest class you've ever had and from what I consider the best class that I've ever been in with you. And I wanna know what can you do moving forward because it just so happens to me, like I connect the dots. Like we roll into this weekend, you're super stressed beforehand. Then we go on this weekend, we're not really expecting too much. I'm optimistic, you're realistic. And then we both leave from it feeling on a such a high. And then guess what, you roll right into 
your class, it goes amazing, and then the video I just put together, I'm super happy with, everything is going well, tomorrow's Monday. So all that high is pretty much gonna go back to reality and you're gonna be back at this job. What are like a couple things that you're gonna do to create new habits? And then I'm gonna dig a little bit into mine. Um, I'd love to hear about them because a lot, I think a lot of people struggle, it, it, myself included, with we get this high and then we get this low and then we completely forget about. Yeah, you hear people go on vacation and they're like, oh my God, vacation ruined my life because now I'm like viewing my normal life differently. Yeah. Um, and so I think that it's really important that we all take time away from our normal routines and, and lifestyles to relax, to take a break, to disconnect, but also to be aware that like the life that we live Monday through Friday should be just as fulfilling and just as enjoyful, enjoyable, <laughs> enjoyful. And so, Making yeah. up words, it's okay. Yeah, you know. We're allowed to do inspiration it. Inspiration over here. Words so are I, made up anyway. <laughs> we all made it up. So I, I think that something I'm going to do more of is... <sighs> As you said earlier, making time for those things that you know, like you need. I think for me, that's being a student in classes. So while teaching has been really great for me, it's been an awesome opportunity to be able to be on the other side and to connect with people as the instructor. I know that I get so much out of just showing up at a class, zoning out, and taking something away from whatever energy that class brought me, the instructor, like, it's gonna help me be a better instructor and person in my normal job to go and get inspiration from other people. I think, I'm sure a lot of other fitness instructors can relate to like, sometimes we feel, how can you pour into others if you're not inspired yourself? So I think one way of doing that is to definitely take other people's classes, to be a student, to remember what it feels like to be on the other side as a member and so that's one thing. Another thing I think in my job is gonna be to remember that there's only so much I can do in a week, in a day, in a month, and it really is just work. Like I need to just scan more often. Is anyone like, Am I, am I there for everybody I need to be there for on my team? Am I doing my job? Am I checking all these boxes? Yes. Why do I feel like there's always something more I can be doing? Because there always is going to be, but I need to stop feeling like I can't go home or I can't shut the computer off or it's just I recognize that this is a, a tendency of it's mine It's expectation management though. Like yeah. you, you have to go into your week and set the expectations for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If you don't set the expectations for Monday, and this is why with my clients, we work on, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but like I have a huge piece of me that talks about this a lot, day in, day out, of just pick three things to get done that day that really matter. Which I do, which I do. And I then do. everything above and beyond that doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, there's always going to be fire drills. There's always going to be these other things. Right. So... And I totally get that. But And then the third thing to wrap it up, 
Um, one of the other big takeaways from the weekend was something Ron said was he said his superpower is that he doesn't overthink anything. He just goes. No, he, what was, what did he well, say? Well, his superpower, I think. No, 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 that was a superpower. Oh. But he said something. He presses the go button. Go button. Yeah, he presses the go button. And that's the same thing I just said. He just goes. No, so, but it, there's, okay, there's, there's a, a difference. Okay, there's a go button. And there's I, like I, a fucking button inside everybody that... Everybody wants to go. We all want to do something. But like, what is that little switch that you have to flip to where you're just like, I'm just yes. going to fucking do and this. And I, as an engineer, as a very technical analytical person, I'm constantly thinking. And I will overthink things to the point of delaying anything I ever do. So I'm one of the biggest things I've taken away from this weekend that I'm going to start implementing in my life is to press that go button 10 times faster every time. Um, because every time I look back on the things that I've done in my life, it's because I did it. I said, okay, go, submit, do this, release, like whatever it is, apply, <laughs> audition, who knows what. I, I wouldn't be where I am if I hadn't pressed the go button. And sometimes I'm like, what if I did that two years earlier? Or what if I, you know, went through this before I did? Where would I be now? So I think a lot of people will tell you that they wish they started earlier, they wish they did things earlier instead of overthinking. And overthinking doesn't really get you anywhere. So that's one of my biggest takeaways. Those are the three of the things I'm gonna do. How about you? So I love that answer and I love how you ended that because overthinking like I'm a I'm huge on the think, act, think, act. Like your actions should be louder than your thoughts. Yeah. Either, even if it's positive or negative because if it's negative you can get that feedback and you just keep going and you just keep going like life is really long and that's what we like it's very short we can lose it in any moment but it's very fucking long like we're so we're different human beings every couple years like just every it's crazy to me to think about like your our parents are 60 right so they've lived double our double or triple our life and I'm just like, holy crap, I can't even really remember five years ago. Like, I was a completely different person. And you're going to do that over and over and over again. So it's let your actions be louder than your words. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I've tried to live by. And my number one takeaway is attack. It's literally attack my mm -hmm. goals. It means that I've been playing, not that I've been playing defense, because I attack a lot of things that I want, but I haven't necessarily put on a bulletin board like, I'm going to go on LinkedIn or these other places and attack people I want to be sharpened by. Right. Like mm -hmm. I, there's so many people I want to hang around that I'm not, I haven't even looked into hanging around because I've been so focused on these external things mm -hmm. rather than taking a day and being like, who does CJ want to hang around? What retreats do, rather than running a retreat, what retreat do I want to go to, right? And that's this weekend, the biggest takeaway for me was I literally looked at the schedule and I put no pressure on myself to literally pick anything. I was like, okay, cool. Ron is, Ron Boss Everline is doing abs, core foundation on turf outside in the morning. That's what I want to do. Then there was a boxing class. I want to learn boxing. Like, so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to take this too. It was amazing. And then. Which we realized we needed to do more. Yeah, boxing. we need to do more boxing, right? Like, I loved it. It's literally back is like. way too sore. <laughs> like, it was amazing. And then like afterwards we were jumping on the, on the little 
what is it, floaty house, right? Like, be a kid again, that's what I wanted to do. And then we did handstands, and it was literally, there was no structure to it, I put no pressure on myself. We didn't, I didn't do a single thing today. I did not do a single activity, because I was like, I wanna fly my drone and just hang out and talk to people and do whatever. And that's how I kinda just need to go through everyday life. Like, I need to attack the things that I'm fired up about. That you're drawn to. That I'm drawn to. Um, And then the other cool thing this weekend was, listening more i got to listen so much more and i need to put myself in environments where i get to do that and it's not that i don't listen because i'm constantly learning i'm constantly taking courses i'm constantly reading books but in our environment here in austin i need to do a better job of literally going to a venture capital event rather than the same old little group events that we've been doing. Like I just need to go above and beyond and attack those things that interest me and not feel bad about doing that because I show up to all my friends' events, I I want to support everyone that I'm connected with and I feel guilty at times that if I don't go to one, I feel guilty. And I need to not feel guilty because I need to go after what's actually gonna help me raise my bar and then I get to impact people but even then, on a bigger and, level and i think that's also like say you miss a, a friend's event because you're doing that for you right now well when you get to wherever you're trying to go you'll give back to that friend 10x exactly and that's what again so attack and then listen in these events that like can grow me 10x so that i can help other people grow 10x and, and then if it's a true friend they would understand and then honestly i mean i already do this um, I'm a very loving person. I say hi to people and I talk to people. But my bit, like third biggest takeaway was that be the person to just say hello first. Because like we that. all have in our minds, like if we say hello, they're going to judge us or this or that. But most people are good at heart. And if you just say, like we're both scared to say fucking hello. Like it's so, it's so crazy. But if you just start the conversation, usually it goes somewhere and guides, guides us somewhere, we, whether it's one minute or a 50 minute conversation, something good comes from it. We get a new connection, we get a new high five, we get whatever, and that's ultimately what humans crave is just more connection in this world, especially with social media and everything going digital. I'm gonna start saying hi to more people that honestly, I would never say hi to, which it's crazy because I say hi to almost everybody, but I'm gonna like purposely walk up and say hello to people that I just maybe not even notice. I haven't even noticed before this weekend. Yeah. Um, so those are my three biggest takeaways. Attack, uh, listen, listen more, but be intentful, intentional with your listening. Um, listen to people that are gonna sharpen you so that you can 10X and then 10X the world, and then say hello a little bit more. So we're 54 minutes in, it's 10, 11 on a Sunday, and I'm super thankful that I married somebody that gets to do this with me. Is there anything else that you love to put out there into the world right now on this episode before we end it? No, I think that we wrapped up the takeaways pretty well. Um, I just would encourage everyone, if you're listening, to evaluate your own life and ask yourself if you think that you're on your way to living to your full potential and doing the things that you enjoy. And if not, if there's any doubt in your mind that you're not, then reach out to us. Um, if you feel like you're stuck on how to start adding those things in, or if you're in a place where you feel you're obligated to continue on the path you're on, um, it's our passion to help other people feel like they can 
live a more enjoyable life while continuing towards the things that they're working on. And so that's all I'd say. And I hope everyone um, is doing great. And thanks for listening to us on this Sunday night. Hell yeah. And I have to hit on the note. I said serendipity earlier today, but I think it's serendipitous that I'm flying out to see my family for a week. I'm taking probably my first family vacation in over a decade and leaving this event this weekend really had me thinking I need to spend more time around the people that have helped me even get here. So I'm really looking forward to spending a week with my parents and my brother and his fiance. And I'm super hyped that we hit 2000 listens on this podcast. If you've listened to any of these episodes, I created them off of my phone and lav mics and Aaron and I are in the process of purchasing a house right now and it's been crazy um, and it's been another stressful point because like I really want to turn this podcast on because I want to be valuable to other people. My last episode uh, didn't go so hot because we were in the car. It was an idea I had and the last thing I want to leave people with is what we were talking about earlier with Aaron is put your ideas and your thoughts and everything out into the world because I'd rather have a shitty product out there that can get iterated and can get feedback and say at least I tried it than to just have thought it and let it go by the wayside. So again, thank you so much for listening. I wouldn't be here without any of you guys and all the people that are around me and I'm super grateful and I cannot wait to kill this week, crush this week and enjoy myself a little bit. So if there's anybody else out there that gained anything from this episode or any of the episodes prior, please DM us, please reach out to us. We'd love to connect with you and I'd love to help you thrive on life. Have a wonderful night, everybody.